Hey, good evening, guys, and welcome back to The Breakdown. I hope everybody had a, a great Easter and uh, that you just spent this time you know, with your family and just reflecting on the truth that Christ is risen from the dead. And because of that, we too can live. And I'm here tonight uh, with Pastor Wally. It's great to be here. This is exciting. I've been looking forward to this, being with you, Luke, and just uh, getting a little bit into this grave clothes tonight. Absolutely. So now, Pastor Wally, um, I know what you do at the church, mm -hmm. and I'm sure a lot of our listeners do too, but for those of us who don't, just highlight a little bit, what is your ministry here, here at, at our church? Well, I'm one of the pastors here at His Providence Church. I also have the blessing and the privilege to walk alongside all the other pastors uh, to support, just to come alongside them, as well as men. Um, that's one of the areas that I've worked in is discipling men, equipping men, but not only just for men, but for their marriages, for their families, and to see healing and restoration in the men in the priestly role, and to keep those grave clothes off and amen. walk in the robes of righteousness. Amen, amen. All right, so let's just uh, go to prayer right now. So Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you um, for the truth of your word. We thank you for the truth and the power of the resurrection that that is our hope that christ you are our living hope and that because you live we too shall live and so father we pray that you would just inspire our hearts that you would challenge us and that you would just make us sensitive to the truth of your word tonight and we just give you the rest of these moments in jesus name amen 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 so Sunday, Pastor Zach preached an amazing sermon um, about us leaving our grave clothes behind. Yes. And we had that, that, that wonderful new song that the Lord gave, gave him and, and gave, gave to our church. And so I, th I think that this is a really important concept. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the message came from John 19 and 20, and it talks about you know, the, the disciples going to the tomb. Mm -hmm finding it empty right. and the grave clothes are there. Yeah. And the, the the point for us being that Jesus was raised to life mm -hmm. and he left his grave clothes behind. Which is so good. <laughs> right. And because he lives, he's done, you know, he's conquered yes. death. Right. And we don't have to strive anymore. We don't have to live in the in our sins. We don't live in, in our in our trespasses. We don't live in, in all of that stench. Right. We don't have to cover it up because he's taken care of it. And Amen. so because of that, we are now called to walk out of that grave yes. and leave our grave clothes behind, fully following him, knowing that we are clothed in his righteousness. Yes. And um, I just wanted to highlight Ephesians 2 verses 1 mm -hmm. through 10, because I think this is a really a, an excellent complimentary passage to the entire sermon. Um, and Paul's writing to the church in Ephesus, and he says, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Yeah. 
so God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us, as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Amen. <laughs> That's one of my favorite passages of so scripture. Yeah. The masterpiece has mm. created us for destiny and good things. Right, and, and it captures that idea of I was dead and now I am alive. Yes. And yes. now that I'm alive, I, it's not just that I'm raised to life, I'm now raised to actually live. That resurrected right, life. Right, right. It's right. not just like a, a you know, a, a crossing from death to life. Right. It's you're crossing from death to a new life yes. with new yeah. tasks, right. with new hopes. Right. And, and our grave clothes are just not compatible with no. that. No. And so that's why we that's why we leave it behind. And so now I now that we have that laid that groundwork laid, I want us to get into the message. Yeah. Um, and also just for further reading, um, there are a lot of concepts that were covered in the mm -hmm. sermon and that we're going to highlight. And it you know such as original sin, the the idea that we are born with this sinful nature yep. and sin has infected our bodies um, and then also the concept of grace we're not saved by our works right. and then that we still struggle with this old sinful nature but then also the coming alive to christ and yes. so i would challenge all of you to read romans chapters five six and seven mm -hmm. those those lay a lot right. of really good foundation um, and it, it helps you to understand and wrestle through some of these these topics that we're gonna that we're gonna brush on today I just love the fact that, you know, as we continue to read the scripture, um, it becomes more alive, but then it makes more sense and it enhances. So, again, even our, our these scriptures are going to be complementary and mm. just enhance that so that we can right. get digger deep in the truth. So they're walking in that righteousness of his. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so Pastor Wally, what are grave clothes? In, in, enlighten us. What are these grave clothes that we are leaving behind? Yes. So grave clothes, from my perspective, kind of what I think about is is sometimes our woundedness, you know, those areas where maybe there was a lie that was told to me back, you know, when I was a child. So putting the grave clothes back on, maybe believing more the lie that I'm not good enough. Right. And so, again, when that robe of righteousness, when I became identified in Christ, I live in the truth of who I am as a new creation, right? That masterpiece. Mm -hmm. So I think lies or fears or different things that that have happened to us, and sometimes in that doubt or that mis that, that unbelief, we tend to sometimes want to put those grave clothes back on. Mm -hmm. And again, you can't really put them on on the on the robe of righteousness. So I think practically sometimes their wounds. They're different areas. Sometimes other people can impart that on us too. So we've got to yeah. be really aware of that, uh, not only when we come to know Christ and confess Him, but as we're walking in discipleship. Right. And, and you know, I think that's, that's a really good point to bring up because when we think about it, it's, okay, I'm alive in Christ, so why would I want my grave clothes back? You know, because in our minds, I think we can understand that 
but then walking that out, that's kind of tough. It, and and because why do we reach back for those clothes? Well, Paul talks about Romans 12, about renewal and transformation of your mind. So again, even when we identify ourselves and we believe that and not by anything we've done, our mind needs to be renewed and kind of, you know, regenerated as well as our heart to really now believe the truth. But we have to be in companionship, not only with Christ and united with him, but allowing the Holy Spirit to have other people come in with us mm -hmm. as we're walking along that so that we can believe it and start living it out. And I always like to watch other people, you know, yeah. be around other people that are kind of living out this truth so that I can see the wisdom and and their their sustainability of how they're living in that mm -hmm. robe of righteousness. And then so how what what are practical ways that we can go about identifying what these wounds are? So again, you know, Jesus says, knock on the door, right? And, and seek him. And I, I believe that's really kind of yielding. I mean, we talk about that at our church, yielding, which is surrendering. The, the challenge there is I've got to be able to be humble enough to know that I've got some areas that the Lord wants to work on me, you know, and so be yielding to that, but also to be surrendering that and then to allow other people in my life. So I'm vulnerable and, and they're seeing some things that maybe I may be trying to put on that grave clothes again or going down a track that's not healthy. So again, the practical is really being able to yield to the Holy Spirit when I read the word every day, when I pray, I'm asking the Lord to bring peace, but also bring recognition to areas uh, that I need to be convicted in, maybe even be rebuked by the Holy Spirit mm. and then allowing other men to come in to hold me accountable and to check me. My mm -hmm. wife does that a lot too, yeah, which yeah, is good. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And that's and that's highlighting that idea that we we're not only dependent on on God, but we are we're inter interdependent yes, yes. with each other. Yeah. So, you know, we you you mentioned something very important, and that's reading the word. Because I think, you know, when we when we read the word, we clearly understand what what is God's heart, what is God's order, mm -hmm. right. um, what is right, what is wrong. Right. Because grave clothes will go against God's order. The deception, right? right. The deceiver wants to, like, I don't, I don't know about you, but sometimes you have these comfortable clothes and you've worn them for a long time. And eventually my wife will like go, hey, you know, it's time to put some new clothes on or get right. a new wardrobe. So I think sometimes that those comfort clothes sometimes can get back on. So reading the scripture, even the other day when I was reading it, I was starting to, you know, be convicted about some of my losses and some of the areas that, you know, I could go down this path and and even get into depression but reading the scripture reading the truth the holy spirit enlightened me to empty my cup and to really just start to give those losses okay. to the lord yeah yeah that's really good so like how could how could a loss trigger us to reach for back into grave clothes like how can yeah so can there's a void that out make that a, practical yeah there's a void what does that there, look like right i mean there's yeah. a void in that loss whether someone hurt me or maybe i had a friend and i didn't have him anymore so there's a void so i don't want to go to anything else false pleasure or to fill that void that would not be of jesus christ wouldn't be the holy spirit wouldn't be the father so in that moment of void reading the scripture praying and then i started journaling and just asking the holy spirit and the father to to really be, heal that wound heal that loss and that void in that space in my heart that was hurt he started to mend it mm -hmm. and started to really give me the truth and so i was able to be released of any of that loss uh, that i wouldn't go to anything else 
that would be false mm-hmm. and not of him. So that's mm-hmm. that's the true robe of righteousness, the true way of me going to the Father mm-hmm. in that place where I was feeling the pain. Right. And I think that, you know, that highlights the the idea that, you know, Satan is trying to clothe us and God is trying to yes. clothe us. Yes. The thing is, uh we can't close god has to do that for us but we have to let him right um and satan is trying to get us to fall into sin so like if if i you know like i i'm a man or i'm you know Mm -hmm. in in, or or woman we are all created we all have like like a sexual drive Right. right and rather than you know you know satan can get us to fall into the idea oh you're single sure you know this is hard right you deserve to indulge this. Right. You in- deserve to indul- indulge these feelings. Mm-hmm. And so rather than, you know, pressing into God and giving that to him and relying on his order to trust that he's going to bring a wife to me at the right time, right. then I can reach for all these other things that Satan is trying to get me to to play around in. Yeah, and, and even when we're married, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's sometimes... Uh, we may not have the intimacy that I'm desiring. So there may be a loss there, right? Mm-hmm. But if if I'm going to go to something else to fulfill that, even if my wife can't, I'm going to the Father. Right. And that's, but it's real. And I want to not minimize it. So I want to go to Word. I want to go to the prayer. Sometimes I'll even call a brother and go, hey, you know, I'm struggling right now. Right. You know, and so I just need some prayer. I need to get reacclimated. Hey, who am I, right? Mm-hmm. I'm that person of, 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 united with Christ, abiding in Christ. So sometimes even in that pruning, right. I'm being adjusted and refined to be strengthened, to be in his intimacy. Mm-hmm. That's all I need yeah. you know, in that moment. Right. And then I can be better for my wife, let her have her space, and then just come back in with the peace and the fulfillment and the satisfaction from the Father. Right, the right, right, right. Exactly. But it's, pra- it's practice. It's practice, and and it, and it takes the the truth of God's word. Right. Because a lot of times, our those grave clothes can feel they can feel good. You know, yeah. our brains that we have neuroplasticity, right. and like we we our brains learn to fire in a certain yes. way. And so, if like just using the sexual example, mm-hmm. if if we have built up these patterns where we are you know relieving ourselves through pornography. Right. Right. Our brain is used to that, yes. and that's that's the quick, that's the mm-hmm. easy path. Right. Whatever path that your brain is used to going down, that's going to be the easiest one. Yeah. So, but then getting rid of that grave clothes, that Amen. that habit, that that way of death yes. of pornography, I have to first understand that this goes against God's order, yes. because otherwise I'm not going to fight against it, right? Right. right. And, and the yoking, right? The yoking and, and that easy part, I think that Zach was talking about, is now we're in the purity. We're in that sobriety. And so, and again, once we get into that place and those rhythms of living in the holiness and the righteousness of Christ, we're not chafing anymore. We're not, you know, we're not bumping against that yoke. So, but it takes practice Mm -hmm. and it takes yielding and it takes a surrendering and it takes us to really be vulnerable. I can't do it on my own. Right. I mean, I have the Holy Spirit, I have the Father, Son, but then I got you, Luke, you know, right. and, and we're together in this and sometimes just holding us to the vine. Right. But if I keep that and I don't I don't release that, I don't release that right. and I, I still try to live with that, but also try to do the, the, the church thing. Right. That's going to create so much conflict. Exactly. And that's what Zach was saying is like, you can't fit your robes of righteousness over gray clothes. No. You have to let it go. And you have to just, you have to just be naked. You have right. to just yep. be willing to get that all stripped off. Right. But it's hard. 
because those grave clothes, a lot of them, they they feel comfortable because they mm-hmm. do give us some kind of clothing or some mm-hmm. kind of covering. Yeah, or, or quick pleasure. But or, it's a fig leaf, it just is. like Adam it and is. Eve. It yeah. doesn't really, it doesn't clothe us right. or keep us warm. And the repercussions of that long term or even go into shame, and then it just creates a cycle. So if we can be having quick accounts with even what we're feeling or what's happening, and just, uh, you know, just at that moment, really go into the Word, go into the Holy Spirit. And again, just don't ride this alone. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging because one of the one of the great blessings I have is I'm around a lot of men mm-hmm. um, and couples that hold me accountable. And, and they're able to give me the examples of living in the robes of righteousness and walking mm. in that. So the more we and the more we hang out with people that way, yeah. again, we're strong enough now that we can go in to witness and be a testimony to other people because we're, we've had that, we've walked down that road a long ways. Mm. Mm. And I, I think that that willingness to surrender and then number, like surrender to Christ, knowing that he's the one that's made me alive. Right. Um, and then being vulnerable with with him, and then also with with my brothers and sisters. You know, the, the scripture says, "Confess your sins one to another, and pray right. for each other, so yeah. you can be healed." And it's like they can't pray for me if I don't share what it is that I need prayer for. Right. It, it's that again, and, and part of it is we have to model this, even as pastors, right, as leaders, and we have to model this transparency, right. this authenticity. Um, kind of raw and real and letting letting people know that I'm human. Right. And, and yet I have the spirit living within me. And so in my weakness, the Lord makes me strong. And that's, you know, the reminder is if um, if I'm keep, you know, every day it's this practice. Mm. I call it the, the discipline of healing, really, which is which is the practice of really uh, getting in the word, you know, praying, but also journaling and, and then taking notes sometimes throughout the day if something happens, you get triggered on something, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, again, just you know, take note of that and ask the Holy Spirit, even at that moment at work or something, just take a time out and yield and just get, oh, I got the robe on, right? Yep. Right. So, yep. And I think the, the gift of doing that with each other is we get to reflect Christ to each yes. other. Yes. And, yeah. and, and not only with each other, but then others get to right. see this practice and they start to see something's different about you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 have kind of overcame this yep. through the spirit of the Lord because it's it's what others want too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other people there that need that. Even Christians sometimes, you know, they need to see that that purity and that holiness, but also the disciplines of practicing, you know, getting in the word and mm-hmm. being in community. Right. One of the one of the things I love is just, you know, the life on life discipleship. You and I have this, we have this, you know, it's yeah. like it's almost like daily or or you know, at least multiple times a week. We're just checking in on each other. Yes. How's your heart? Absolutely. How's your, yeah. you know, how's your walk with Jesus? How's that time with him? Mm-hmm. So we have that concept of grave clothes. I just got locked out of my computer. All right, we're in here now. And, you know, Jesus does the work of sa- of saving us. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we don't have to strive. We don't have right. to try to produce these religious works of righteousness, right. which the Bible says are just mm-hmm. filthy rags because they can't, we're not saved by our good works. Um, so Jesus does that f- that work for us we have this as pastor zach was emphasizing this foundation mm-hmm. of rest yes. we have been welcomed into the throne room where we don't have to strive we, do, right. we don't have to work to be there he has brought us in yes. and so that's in a sense like that's easy because i don't i don't do that part right 
but how come living as a Christian can still feel really hard? Yeah, so you reminded me of um, what Pastor Kurt said, this labor of love. He was to, one of his messages, instead of toiling or striving, there's a thriving, right? There's a peace in this. And so the challenge sometimes, I think even with religiosity or, or you know, what Christianity has sometimes that work, that handkerchief, right? I know you're going to get into that, but it's like the work has been done. And I need to remember that. And I need to be reminded that it's not about my work. It's about his work that's done. So at periods of time where I feel like maybe I need to be recognized, maybe I need to be affirmed. I mean, these are, you remember right. that lie, I wasn't good mm -hmm. enough. So at that moment, I need to know, wait a minute, Jesus's work is done. And and he left all that in the in the grave, even his, even his work handkerchief. So it's a reminder. And then again, because I don't need to please anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm his son. So uh, there's times where that comes up. And, and again, just I need to be reminded about who I am in the being. Yeah. And sometimes I have to say, I'm, I can't do all that. You know, uh, right now I have a hip injury, so I can't do all I did before. So in those moments, I'm like, I want to rest in him. I want to be easy in him. I want to just thrive in him. And so the Lord is allowing me through practice of rest and even the Sabbath that's more attached with him. So if it comes up, because it's going to come up, I'm an achiever and I like to get things done. But again, I'm reminded of that when it comes up, that it's not about me working. It's about me being in the finished work mm -hmm. of Christ and then allowing other people to see that. And then, you know, give that. And then also other people can, hey, Wally, you need to slow down. My daughter does a really good job with that. You're doing too much, right? So just, you know, other people reminded me because they love me. And I don't need to do all that. Right, right. And it's it's being. Yes. And then it's becoming. Yes, yeah. And even in the becoming, it's not my job. Right. It's the Holy Spirit working in me and me cooperating with the Holy Spirit, allowing the conviction to settle in and allowing him to do the pruning where where the pruning needs to happen. And I think Zach mentioned, you know, um, being part of sometimes churches um, that that just they're, they're striving to do more. And, and you know, he was almost an apologetic in the sense of that work that that so many Christians have been tied into in the body of Christ. And so I'm, I'm reminded that becoming mm -hmm. is about being. Right. And it's it's a rest, but in a sense, there's a labor of love that's happening within that. I'm not being lazy. Mm -hmm. I'm not just, you know, so it's it's really a a, a great work of, right. of what the Lord has accomplished and what he's doing through me. And I think some of the the tough part, some of the hard part of being a Christian and now being alive, that comes from our community of dead people yes. that want us to go back and be dead with them yes. and, and wear those grave clothes, you know, because Jesus says, you know, if the world hates you, remember that it hated right. me first. Yeah. So in that and, and that's hard. We do suffer persecution. Mm -hmm. We'd still live in a fallen world and we have attacks from the enemy. And sometimes you have to say no, right? Because there's a lot of people that are working and they want you to work and they expect you to do more work. And sometimes you're going to say, no, mm -hmm. I'm going to be with my wife. I'm going to be with my kids. Again, we want to serve the body of Christ. Yeah. But there's times where if you're serving, over serving because you need recognition or you need something or you're just getting tired, then just check yourself. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So now we come to the, the concept of the handkerchief and I thought it was really cool. So the Greek word in 
that for a handkerchief or the the the, the cloth that was around mm-hmm. Jesus's head is sudarion, mm-hmm. um, and it appears four times as Pastor Zach cool. uh, brought up in the in, in scripture, and he talked about the law of first mention, um, meaning that you know the first time something is 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 mentioned in scripture, it has it holds a significance, and then you can compare it to all the other times. Right. Um, so we have it in the parable of the talents in Luke nineteen, um, the raising of Lazarus from the grave. Um, and then in Jesus's grave, which was in the sermon that we're, we're looking at today. Right. Um, and then also in Acts where, th- where the disciples, Paul's handkerchief mm-hmm. um, and their aprons were also used to touch sick people and, and, and heal them. And it was interesting, you know, when it took me a few, a, f- a few listenings of the, of the sermon for me to grasp some of the, the significance of that. Uh, Cause it's a little, it's more poetic and artistic, mm-hmm. not always as clear cut the way, you know, like for, for someone like me, who I, I like to I get into the text right. more. Um, but I, I got some really good truths from there. Um, and the, one of the big ones for me was definitely with the raising of Lazarus mm. because Lazarus doesn't take his grave clothes off. Yes, He doesn't even move the stone. Jesus tells who does Jesus tells the people who were there to right. move the stone and then take the grave clothes off of him to unwrap him. So good, and that to me is so crucial because we want to do all of this on our own, right? But right. we can't. Amen. We Amen. can't do it on our own. Isn't it cool how how uh, we co-create, right? We're we're collaborating with Jesus and w- with the Father and heaven. each other. Yes, <laughs> and so it, w- it was an example of the Father, you know, raising Lazarus, and then he says, "Okay, guys." I want you to roll the stone away and then take the grave clothes off. And that's really where at times I'm going to need somebody to facilitate my yielding, facilitate that surrendering because I might be stuck or I might not see things. Right. Or so, I might not want to see. Right. And so I love that when Jesus, you know, use it. And even, even the handkerchief, my dad had a handkerchief, you know, and he, after a day's work, you know, he would kind of toil that up and then put it aside and his work was done you know and i love that what zach mm. said you know what was it twisted right it yeah twisted sweats out all wrung so. out all done we don't need this <laughs> I anymore. i love that so good yeah okay so now that our grave clothes are off yeah we're clothed in in the righteousness of christ now with that comes a new role Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think it's important to highlight that clothing denotes a role. Yes. And so now that I'm clothed in Christ's righteousness, yeah. not my own, mm-hmm. not my good right. works, not my strivings, right. I now do his work. Amen. And yeah. this is work that he has prepared in advance for me to do these good works for yeah. me to walk in. Right. Yeah. So again, going back to the masterpiece, the master is created a piece of us. And so we are, we have gifts we have supernatural gifts. We're ambassadors, right? We're co-heirs. So in that role, uh, we have that robe. And, and and again, as we're walking, you know, right. in, in, in everywhere we are, whether it's family or church or our community, we are representing the king. And our role is to really bring this kingdom to expand through his finished work. But again, this work that we're doing now with him, collaborating with him, and I believe it's healing and restoring right. people back mm. or guiding them to Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, I, so to 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 have that sonship and to know that, you know, he wants me to be a part of his kingdom movement. Yeah, and, it's, and he's entrusted me yes, with gifts, just like right? the parable of the talent. Yeah. He's entrusted me with gifts, right. and and these good works, like they're not just vague. They're going to look like you, right? But they are they are infused 
with the Holy Spirit. Right. And if we're covering ourselves up with our grave clothes, then we're not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to walk in that. We're not. And so it, that's why, that's the incentive to me is. to get rid of this. And yes. I found that as like, uh, like I remember like when I went to Mark Men, like that yeah. was something that God used for me to like really point out like, hey, you know, you, you've taken these grave clothes right. off. Why do you keep them in the room right. still? Like yeah. burn them, get rid of them. Exactly. They're and done. as yeah. they're gone, it's like it, you, you're freed up and you start to think even more passionately and deeply about the calling that God has placed on your life. Yes, because really it's for Jesus. It's to recognize that we are his and we've been bought with a price. But now the gift of Christ, the gift of Christ mm. is what we portray and what we live out. And we stop focusing on the selfishness, even sometimes being that victim or woe is me. And we start to see what Christ has given to us as a new creation. And other people, when you're around them and you're speaking life, mm -hmm. it's way different than speaking oh, yes. words that oh, take yes. life. Yeah. And so people actually are attracted to you. There's going to be some that are yeah. going to repel, but the ones that are attracted to Christ within you, yep. That's where the evangelism comes. That's where mm -hmm. the outreach comes. Yeah. That's what, right? And one one cool thing like for me that I found was as I as I really came alive in that way, it wasn't a competition anymore. Right. Like you, yeah. you lose that comparison exactly. trap. You lose that yeah. competitive mindset right. of like, oh, that person's ahead. It's like, no, it's not about that. It's about what does God have for you to do here? Isn't that beautiful? Because you're Luke. I'm Wally. And, and we work together, mm -hmm. but we both have unique gifts. And in our diversity, people start to see the whole body come together. And it isn't competition. It's not. I don't want to nope. be Luke. Yep. I love Luke, but I want to be Wally. Yeah. And, and if today's the last day you get used in this certain way, you know that, well, God must have something new tomorrow. Amen. And it's yes, exciting. It is. It is. Very, it very exciting. Up, yeah. Good. Yeah. Because I, I remember, um, you know, like when I was in nursing school, mm -hmm. it was really uh, exciting the, the second semester when we finally were able to get our scrubs right because we were we were we were so so excited and it's it's kind of silly but no, when you're in it it's like sure. wow like this is cool because this means that now I I have a role I can go take care of patients yeah it's an honor and when we think of ourselves clothed in the robes of righteousness we have been scrubs. authorized to do works of righteousness exactly. in his name. Almost like a medic. Yes. Like a kingdom medic, yes. right? I mean, we're going out and doing that. But people recognize. They recognize you. You have scrubs. So you've, you've worked, you know, in a sense of trained in that. But the Lord's given you the ability now to be able to right. give the gospel to people out there that need it. And it's Amen. so cool. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So just wrapping up and winding down. What are some practical things that you would challenge um, us in how we can grow in this 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 walk, this daily walk of taking off our grave clothes and leaving them behind? I would start with, you know, setting aside time throughout your day. I like the morning. That's my time. Just setting that time in the morning to to get with the father, you know, and to start in prayer, start just in this quiet place. And then I start to read the truth. I read the story. And, and then I, I do a little worship. And then throughout the day, I'm making notes of what the Lord is saying to me, mm -hmm. even if it's adjustments throughout the day. So, And then again, I have brothers uh, in my life that check on me periodically, and we just hold each other accountable. And then I'm a part of a small group. One of the things I really want to encourage all of you it was Sunday's awesome. It's a family reunion. And we're breaking down a message that Zach gave us from the Holy Spirit. 
the 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 real part of our growth is in those small groups. And tilling the soil of our heart. Yeah. yeah. And because you get to know, you know, brothers and sisters at a deeper level, you're vulnerable. And then throughout the week, you can pray for them. And sometimes you do one-offs. So I feel like, you know, I really want to plug that because- And we can sign up for small groups. Yes, we can. Right now. Yes. Because small groups are starting in May. You can go to hpc.church and All of you find a group. Be in a small group. It's incredible. Absolutely. So- that's super important. We have the independent, the the dependence mm -hmm. on God, right. and then the interdependence on each other. Right. Because Satan, one of the lies that he will always try to work in us is that you can do this by yourself. Right. We can't. E even Christians sometimes, you know, let me just get together with God by myself and read the Bible. I don't need anybody else. I don't need to go to church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. We need yeah. to be part of that. I look at the cross and the vertical part of the cross is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the dependence. And then the cross member is the interdependent where it's the body of Christ so that we can continue to you know, keep us in this place, but also edifying one another, right, right. lifting one another up. Okay, well, we could talk about this all oh, night. Man, it's been so great so having you. Um, you. And to Pastor Kurt, who's out on vacation, we Love hope you, that Kurt. you're getting all the rest yep. that you need. Um, and. This has this has been really really wonderful. Um, I know that you you play such an important role in my life and in so many lives here, and so I just really want to honor you for that, and just pray that God will continue to show you all these good works that He has prepared Amen. for you. That the the works to come are greater than the ones that are in the past. Um, and so, would you just pray into yes. all this for us? Yes. So, Holy Spirit, thank you for enlightening us once again from your truth of the robes of righteousness. Lord, thank you for creating us in your image and your likeness. Thank you that we can practically wake up every morning and give you praise and give you the this attitude of gratitude. And I just thank you, Lord, for every person that's listening. Lord, I pray that they would understand, Lord, that they never, never have to put those grave clothes on again. And even the work has been done by Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So empower each person, Lord, empower your body, empower us so that we could go out shining the light of Christ to this world world that needs to know about your righteousness and your hope. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank, thank you, you for, for joining awesome. us. Great. All right. And I'm Luke, and you guys better tune back in next week for more of The Breakdown. Have a great week. Bless you.